So, yes, so uh, as, as Mackie has already said, we've uh, been, been out in Nepal with BMS uh, World Mission. Um, and uh, there's some literature on your tables about that. Um, feel free to take the um, as much as you want. Um, just a quick plug for the Engage magazine, which has got all sorts of stories um, from uh, around the world the, uh, for BMS. It commends you the Harvest Project, uh, which is about uh, Afghanistan. Um, we know uh, that we know the folk um, who I can't. We can't give you their names because it's all. Uh, very careful about names, but we know the folk who are engaged in that in that work in Afghanistan around maternal um, and newborn health. Um, well, there's all sorts of things. It comes out about three times a year, um, and there's all sorts of uh, news and updates around there. BMS works in a lot of different places, um, and it works in uh, obviously in, in Nepal where we've been, but I mean a, a lot of continents. And we've had the pleasure this last week of being up at the um, the mission centre in Birmingham in Salyoke. And um, well, as a gathering, it's called the gathering, where anybody who's back in the country on home assignment over the summer um, has got together. So we've had some opportunity to say to goodbye to friends in Nepal who've been working in Nepal, but we've also had opportunity to interact with people working in totally different parts of the world, and that's always a joy. Um, we used to do these things regionally, and they used to send us from Nepal to Thailand, which was quite nice. But actually being sent to Birmingham to meet people who are working in South America, working in Europe, working um, uh, in uh, different parts of Africa, Guinea, for example, uh, Chad, hard places, hard places, but places where um, it's, you know, they've all got great stories to tell uh, about what God's doing with them. So commend that to you um, uh, for you to take away. Right. So can I have the... The first slide. Um, so when we when we went to Nepal the first time, we we were we're, we're looking back and we're also looking forward in, in in our in our talk this morning. And so we are in a position we can look back over the past twelve years, and we're also looking forward. But looking back, when we first arrived in Nepal, we had six months of language. There's Nepal, and that's us. And the next one. The next one, there, um, and um, and then Ian started work with HDCS, Human Development and Community Services, and um, and that was the team there, and he was working with um, rural hospitals that the organization was um, managing, and so he traveled a significant amount out to the various places to see that. Um, I was in, we both, we started attending a Nepali uh, church um, that was, that was very directly behind our house, and so we couldn't have got more local, and, and, um, and and Lucy went to the children's fellowship, and I was also got involved with, with the children's work there, and so that's some of the children, and Justin and Lucy looking quite small in the middle, if you can just about see them. I, um, I was, got involved with um, uh, ECEC, Early Childhood Education Center, that does preschool teacher training, um, doing various things. I think there's one more. No, okay. And then I also was the BMS correspondent, which meant, meant, meant that I was kind of the link with, with Didcot here in the UK and 
um, and the Nepal team. And so when people came, like Mackie, or others came to visit Nepal, or you were a pastor on a sabbatical, or you were a church team, then I was, I, for a while I did the role where that I was organizing schedules and, and making sure that people had um, arranged their visits for them. Um, I was also part of a Thursday morning women's Bible study, and that's been a real joy over the years. In the, in the, in the last week or so that we were there, they, they um, presented me with a plaque that says, thank you for your participation in the group. And so that, that's been a, a, a group of women generally from lots of different churches. More recently, it's been from more, more just, just the one church. Um, but that's been a really, a really nice kind of outside of everything else to be involved in. Ian changed, Ian changed roles, so four years, four years after, after being with HTCS, Ian moved on to um, work with INF as a partnership, partnership manager, which were people who were with INF but had jobs outside of, of the INF family. And, um, and Ian was also part-time at Nick Simons Institute, which was a which is a secular um, business business that does healthcare. Healthcare um, is now changed to a now changed to an NGO, but it does um, healthcare management training and uh, other kinds of things across the uh, all of Nepal. And they're working in district hospitals. And so he was doing that part time and and in the INF office part time. Um, I got involved with with our women's fellowship at our church after some years of being involved with with the children's children's work. Um, I stopped and um, got involved with this group of women, and they were a lovely bunch of women, and they really loved. I felt very privileged to be loved and um, and part of their group. Um, more this year, I've been involved with um, International Child Development Program (ICDP), which is a parenting kind of training. Um, and we ran a care, and I ran a caregiver with a with another Nepali colleague, and I we ran a, the training at our church. And so this is the, and it's based a lot on sharing and um, personal experience rather than somebody monologuing. And um, and that was really good. And so two of two of the women in that photo are actually running, are doing, are facilitating another another one because they're taking the taking the training, which is great. Um, Ian changed Ian changed um, roles two years ago to go and, and left INF, and has joined the joined the NSI team full time for the last two years and working particularly on the hospital management training program. And part of, part of what he has been involved in um, throughout the time is the Healthcare Christian Fellowship. And, and they are a, a great bunch of people who have, who have been shown the, the interest of healthcare workers around the country who are involved in, in various places, some in quite remote locations. But um, they are, that has been a real support for Ian over the time. Um, one of the things that I've, I've come to visit over the, over, the t- over the times taking action teams there and so on is the prayer tower. And that is, that is just kind of up on the edge of the valley. And they do, they do 24-7 prayer there. And they have um, the disabled uh, people that, who live there 
take uh, live in live in the community, but they also have a rota that they take um, that they pray for things. And it's just it's an amazing place. It's very simple and very and, n- and nothing nothing really. Uh, about the physical environment, it's, there's nothing particularly amazing about it. But there is there is an atmosphere there that is just really wonderful that always encourages me and and um, makes me feel joyful and it makes me smile just to think about them. Um, we've also hosted three action teams. BMS has a program of sending for gap year students, and we and over our time, in the last 12 years, we've we've had three action teams, and we've had one this past year. So this is the most recent one. Um, we had. I was just going to say that we've had. So with with all that, so the, that was the work side of things. But we've had events and experiences, changing roles for Ian, visa issues, earthquake, blockade, family illness. Um, about eighteen months ago, um, Ian's Ian's father passed away. Um, we have had. Um, we've had to say goodbye to friends and colleagues as they left Nepal, and we stayed. But God has provided. For health and safety for all of us, especially for Ian traveling, because he's traveled about a third of the time. He's probably been away. Provision for a, of a car for home assignment every year. Some of you have been part of that provision. Thank you. Um, BMS and, and supporters who, who have cared for us and enabled us to be in Nepal and a place to live for the whole time we've been in Nepal. We didn't have to move. A lot of our friends have had to move house. We've never have. We've been in the same place from the beginning. And we, that we've been able to, the kids have been able to go to school at Kisk, and the um, and we've had a church family provided for us there. So, as Cynthia's reflected on a uh, personally um, over some of the time that we've been back, sorry, I'm going to have to put these reading glasses on. That's one of the things that's changed in 12 years, folks. Is that I've, and the trouble is, when as soon as I look up, everybody's out of focus. But you're going to have to bear bear with me. Um, but so she's been looking backwards and to a personal level, but I want to just reflect on how God's people through Scripture were exhorted to look back. Um, this, this looking back, this looking forward um, motif, this idea. And if we look through Scripture, we'll find lots of places. We're not going to run through them, but it just you look through the stories, uh, the, the, the songs, the psalms, the prophets, where these stories are, are, are people are exhorted to, to reflect back. What is it? To look back. And it's woven into the very fabric of God's people through the series of the festivals. So the times of the year, the days when they commemorated that this happened and God did this for us then. And then another, a few months later, another festival to commemorate this. God was here and God did this um, for us, all this great. And across the history of Israel is this great motif of uh, Exodus, the Exodus story. Um, now, we're not going to go into any, any detail as that, but of course, we remember that that was the time when, at the time of Passover, the time when Jesus was uh, crucified and rose again in Jerusalem, that they longed for a deliverance of exile. And a couple of years ago, we weren't actually with you on a Sunday, but we were with a small group on a, on a Sunday afternoon, I think, at, around at Mackie and Ruth's house. And we reflected, and at that point, we did not know what our future in Nepal looked like. 
uh, and in fact whether or not we had a future in Nepal because we, we along with a number of our colleagues in INF in the International Power Fellowship we were having all sorts of problems with visas and um, we didn't know whether we were going to be given grace to go back for, for another season or not and the verse that we were kind of stuck with us and what we used in some of our talks two years ago was this, this theme of the Exodus when Moses is, is at the Red Sea um, with the Israelite people, with, with the people of Israel. And they said, how are we going to cross this water? How are we going to cross this sea? And Moses' exhortation was for them to stand and wait and see what God would do. And that was our situation. There was nothing physically we could do. We could not write letters. We could not do, you know, we could not fill any more forms. All we could do was prayerfully wait for God to act. Now, of course, the fact that is that we did in, uh, in, in July, um, two years ago, um, I had to go back to Nepal for an interview, a, a, a permit interview, and I was in Nepal for two days. So you hear of people going to Paris for the weekend. Well, I went to Kathmandu for almost a weekend. Well, you know, Sunday night till Tuesday morning or something crazy like that to get my um, and a work permit and then about a week after that work permit interview um, it all came through and we could return to Nepal for, for these extra two years uh, these additional two years but that, that sense of the need to be delivered and being helpless to do anything about it but just to wait upon God and see what he was going to do um, we could do nothing. So the people of God, uh, people of Israel, longed for Exodus, that fresh deliverance from slavery and oppression when they were exiles. And of course, the, the people of Israel were still anticipating Exodus during the time of Jesus Himself. When Jesus was in Jerusalem, they were longing for that exile. But looking back was supposed to remind them of what God had done, and more importantly, to remind them of what their purpose was. What was the purpose of the people of Israel? They were there as his special people because they were supposed to be a light to the nations and to demonstrate his glory to the other nations. His purposes for them as a people were much bigger than just about themselves. This was the way, the way in which God was going to deliver the whole of the world. So we are a New Testament people. We look back to, and what wonderfully illustrated as we were worshipping this morning reflected, I thought this is perfect, is illustrated, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We recognise that Exodus has come since in Jesus God has liberated us from slavery and oppression once and for all. We have now what it takes to be the people of God, to be that light to the nations that we were exhorted, that Israel was exhorted to be. One of my favourite passages uh, is 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And it's a long chapter. We're not going to go uh, into that in any kind of detail. But at the start, when Paul writes to the church about the resurrection of Christ and its implications for for us, he begins the chapter with, Now, brothers and sisters... I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, if you firm wholly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you have believed in vain. For what I received I passed on to you as first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day 
in accordance to the scriptures. I believe that's verses 1, and one, one, two, maybe 3. In other words, the events of the death and the resurrection of Christ only make sense when we see it in terms of the bigger story it fits into hand. Because what does Paul writing about the scriptures? He's not writing about the New Testament because he was in a time when the New Testament was still being put together. A lot of it hadn't even been written at this point. No, scriptures for Paul means the story of Israel. In other words, what we understand of the Old Testament. And in other words, that what, what we celebrate in Jesus' death and resurrection only makes sense in the sense of when we look back at God's purposes of what it is and why it was he'd chosen Israel and what Israel was supposed to be and supposed to do. So we look back, don't we, as a community, we look back when we share communion together. And whilst that should fill us with gratitude and wonder at what God has done for us as individuals, of course it means that, but it should do more than that should do more than that because it should help us to find a place in that bigger story. What are we saved for? What are we supposed to be doing? The New Testament people of God are called to be the light of the nations that Israel was called to be. We're looking, we have home assignment until the end of September. We're planning to settle in Birmingham. Temporarily, we're living at IMC at the Mission Training Center. Um, Ian is looking for an NHS management job and um, has a couple interviews in the coming, coming week or so. Um, I'm looking for part-time work, but not exer- exactly sure what, so it's kind of difficult to look at the moment, but that will come. Um, Justin's going to uni. And um, Lucy's going to sixth form, as you heard already. And um, so we're looking forward to being closer to Ian's mum, having and setting up our own home, finding a new church community, finding the right workplaces and the right place to live. And God has already provided a place for us to live at IMC temporarily. They're not going to kick us out because they, they will have space. At the moment, it's quite busy, but, but in a few months' time, there, there won't be so many people there, and so that, so that they are going to let us stay there. Ian's already had several job interviews, and those are an encouragement that Ian is employable, and, he, and there is a job there, but we just have to wait for the right one. Um, we have supportive, we're looking forward to having our um, supportive family or God has provided supportive family, friends, and churches who show their care in many different ways. And God has provided BMS who willingly provide necessary support as we return. So, looking back, looking forward, what does it mean to look forward in that wider biblical story? There are probably several theologians out there, so I tread carefully. Because over the last few years, I've been influenced a lot by the writings of Tom Wright, or N.T. Wright, if some of you will come across. He's one of the leading New Testament theologians of our day. And in reading his writing, I've come to realize that for too many years, my understanding of the gospel was too small. For too long, my preoccupation was about my relationship with God 
how I could be made right with him. Now, don't hear me wrong. Please, the gospel is about that. But it's not just about that. God's purposes are ultimately to renew his creation and to make the heavens and the earth new. It's not about disembodied spirits inhabiting clouds of heaven. The hope we have is big, encompassing everything that we can see around us and all that is unseen as well. Our hope is nothing less than recreation, resurrection bodies inhabiting a renewed heavens and earth. That's what this one chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, is all about. And what we do now counts. Creation is destined to be renewed and transformed, not destroyed. So, chapter 15, as I said, of 1 Corinthians writes a lot about the resurrection. And it's got this verse, familiar verse, as its end. But you know, it was, a long, it was quite a while recently that I realized the context in which this verse comes. So, if you could put the verse up, please. There we are. At the end of the chapter. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. And I think the context, it sounds really good, but I think when we realize the context in which this verse comes, it's really important. How is our labor not in vain? Because in the new creation, God is not going to discard our efforts, but he's going to incorporate them and weave them in. The unseen things, the insignificant things, the things that no one else has appreciated. I want to share with you um, an email that um, leaving Nepal has been very painful, we should say. After 12 years, same house, same church community, um, it's very painful. Um, and, um, but also at the same time very affirming. Because people, it's, it's effectively, in some respects, it's a bit like going to your own funeral. Um, some respects. Because people have an opportunity to say things to you because they know they're not going to see you for quite a long time. Particularly for our, our international friends, there's a chance that we will probably see them at some point. But for a lot of our Nepali friends, the only chance that we are going to have to see them is to go back and visit them in Nepal. And so people have felt free to say things that maybe, um, if you stay in the same place, you don't always get to hear it. So it's been very affirming. And there's a young Christian doctor, friend of mine called Caleb, Dr. Caleb Buddha, um, who I've known since way back. He was in that photo that Cynthia showed. And so I've known him for many years, seen his career grow, seen him get married. He's now got a little girl living out in Rookham in West Nepal. Um, and I won't read you all of it, but he just he's, he writes simple things. He, some of the things that he writes about your, your servant leadership, your simplicity, your flexibility, you inspired us. Um, we often talk about you and your family, he wrote. Since I first met, the first time I met you in Chaujari, which is this hospital in Rookham, you've been a great encouragement to me. Thank you very much for ministering to us and our country. And the verse that he's given me, your labor in the Lord will not be in vain, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. In him, Nepali, by Caleb. By means younger brother, okay? 
Caleb knows nothing of what this verse or the stuff behind it has meant to me in the last few years. And yet he's given me this as a parting gift. And that means a lot. May it encourage you as well and reinvigorate you in whatever your labour is. And it's not just about paid employment. Um, some of you have left paid employment a while ago. But your labour in the Lord continues and will continue until um, we go to be with him. So whatever that labour is, and whatever labour he now calls us to, um, and as you say, there are a number of things that are still, uh, some big things are unknown for us as we step into this next season. Um, But we know that God is not calling us to a time of fruitlessness, but a time of fruitfulness in him. It's going to look different. It's going to feel different. It's going to take a while to get used to. But that's what he calls us as a family, and he calls all of you to as well. Um, Your labour will not be in vain. So, as we look back, we realise what God has done, and that builds confidence in the future. It is important to look back and mark where we have been, but to not try to live in those situations or become stuck there. It's very easy to stay in our comfort zones and not go out too much. The challenge is to regularly look back and remember where and when God has been with us, to be thankful and then turn and walk on despite uncertainty, confident that God has gone before us and has the future in his hands. Our God is indeed faithful. As we look back, we're grateful for your support as individuals and as a church in so many ways. As we look forward, we feel it's important to look for and consider new ways that we can be involved with God's mission and kingdom wherever we are and whatever we do. It's part of what excites us about moving to Birmingham. It will all be new, and there is freedom in finding new ways to serve there. We encourage you to continue to do the same individually and as a church family here.